This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. You are entering the Blaze Threat Ops Center. This is a secure space. All outside comms are down. Prepare to receive the Buck Brief. In the dark days immediately following 9-11, the Central Intelligence Agency turned to Dr. James Mitchell to help craft an interrogation program designed to elicit intelligence from top al-Qaeda leaders and terror suspects who had just been taken off the field of battle. A civilian contractor who had spent years training U.S. military members to resist interrogation should they be captured. Mitchell, aware of the urgent need to prevent impending catastrophe, uh, catastrophic attacks, worked with the CIA to implement enhanced interrogation techniques, which included waterboarding we are now joined by dr james mitchell the author of enhanced interrogation inside the minds and motives of the islamic terrorists trying to destroy america dr mitchell thank you very much for joining us oh thank you very much for having me on uh so i I don't know if you know this or not i was actually a cia ctc analyst so uh, a lot of this uh, is near and dear to my, my heart this debate this discussion in a lot of ways i wanted to first ask you about some of the i think some of the parts of your book that have gotten the most attention, at least from those who are, who are willing to actually read the book and, and get into the information and the message, is what it was like to go eye to eye with terrorists like KSM, uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, uh, Abu Zubaydah, some of the worst of the worst of Al Qaeda. What was that like for you? Well, it was an emotional roller coaster. As you know from working in the agency, there's moments of crisis. And we're struggling because we have credible evidence that there's uh, credible intelligence that they're trying to pull off another catastrophic attack, maybe involving some kind of a nuclear weapon. Here he is. He's got the information. He doesn't want to give it up. And we're struggling to get it out of him. So in the beginning, it's, you know, like I said, it's an emotional roller coaster. There's ups and downs, and it's difficult. I, one of the passages of your of your book uh, that that I read was about how KSM said that he was surprised at the U.S.'s response, that he was expecting a sort of uh, law enforcement approach, and and, it's, and in essence, he was expecting the U.S. to just take this take nine eleven on the chin and and not do too much in response. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. Well, Doctor Justin, my, the other sec- the other uh, uh, interrogator that was doing, we were asking him, "What were you thinking?" Because, you know, it seemed like an incredibly uh, stupid thing to do. And he said, well, frankly, I, I, didn't, I didn't think the towers would collapse. He said that we had tried to decapitate your government. We wanted to hit your center of military uh, leadership. We wanted to hit your center of, of uh, 
political leadership in the Capitol, and we wanted to hit your center of finance, but we didn't believe those towers would come down. And what we fully expected is that President Bush would do what other presidents have done, you know, fire a few missiles or treat it like a law enforcement issue, and they would have time because the Taliban wouldn't uh, extradite them to get off the second wave attacks, the, the, uh, the attack, the other catastrophic attacks they had planned with aircraft for Los Angeles and Seattle. And he said, he, he looked at us and he goes, how was I supposed to know that cowboy George Bush would, la- would say he wanted us dead or alive and launch this vicious, ferocious attack? He seemed befuddled by it. So there were, I think this is something that the public has lost sight of now when we talk about terrorism and the response to, to 9-11 and the, and the war on terrorism. I know we, people won't even call it that these days. But there were other plots. I mean, you were told by the people creating these plots, constructing them, there were other major plots against the U.S. homeland that were in motion even after 9-11. He had people on the ground inside the United States. He, uh, he, he had a group of, uh, through Hambali, who was the Bali bomber, who, uh, he, he had people in Australia training to fly aircraft into buildings, just like the ones that had just happened. He had a number of catastrophic attacks planned, and uh, like t- attacks often do, as we rolled those people up, they fell like dominoes. And now the people who are feeling safe on our side, the ones who really don't like to see the way the sausage is made, are trying to distance themselves by saying this huge catastrophic attack he had planned wasn't really as bad as it as it sounds, but. He fully intended to crash planes into the library tower, a library building in Los Angeles, into a bank building in Seattle, and into the Sears Tower in uh, Chicago. Now, I know there's also a sequence in the book where you discuss with uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed his uh, personal beheading of Wall Street Journal reporter Daniel Pearl, and he didn't, didn't bat an eye when talking about it, seemed proud of it. Uh, were there multiple instances when you were dealing with these high-level al-Qaeda detainees uh, in this enhanced interrogation program where you felt like you had just come across uh, somebody who had, who had chosen evil or, or who was an evil human being? Well, the way I would characterize him is he's really a comic book superhero. I mean, supervillain. He's a comic book supervillain. He's... He, he can be the devil and he can be a diva. And, and what happened is he just preened and bragged and uh, stood up and showed us what he had done. And when my uh, the other interrogator asked him, was it different? Was it difficult for you? Meaning, was it emotionally challenging? He said, oh, no, I had sharp knives. It was just like slaughtering sheep. It, it, the man should be executed. Uh, and I have to ask you also, when people start to uh, talk about this issue. There's a lot of emotion in it. The, the debate over enhanced interrogation. People say, people want to call it torture. They say it's tantamount to torture, and then they just started saying it is torture. What's your as, as the person who devised this program was involved in waterboarding directly? What is your response to those who say waterboarding is torture? Well, the media and almost everybody else seems obsessed with waterboarding. You know, I waterboarded almost as many lawyers, including an assistant attorney general when they were trying to decide whether or not it was torture, who then decided it wasn't, uh, as I did a terrorist. More importantly, if under common sense, if it had been torture, then Senator Feinstein and Senator McCain wouldn't have had to pass a law in 2015 outlawing it. And more than that, uh, 
Obama, uh, Obama's uh, Department of Justice, Eric Holder, his, his attorney general, stacked the Department of Justice with lawyers who were sympathetic to the detainees, many of whom defended them in court, uh, and, and then ordered a specific investigation to determine whether or not they had been tortured. Uh, they had a professional prosecutor with a grand jury. They looked at it for three years, and he came back and said there were no cases. Well, I mean, I just have so to say, mind, you know, they weren't tortured. From from when I was in the agency, if I was told, you know, uh, if I was told, Buck, we want you to understand what the, you know, what you could face with the enemy. We want you, with, with, we want you to know if you can withstand torture or not. So we're going to uh, we're going to attach electrodes all over your body and electrocute you at different levels. I, I would say no. There's there's no way I would sign on for that. If they said we were going to pull out your fingernails, I would say no. There's no way I'd sign on for that. You're telling me that people of their own volition in the U.S. government, not even just in Sears School, which is well established, but other government figures, lawyers were waterboarded specifically to determine whether or not it was torture. It's more than just an interest in it. It was a specific effort to determine whether or not it broke uh, a U.S. law, constitutional law, or our, uh, our uh, treaty obligations. And more than that, I would say this as well. Far more journalists have been waterboarded, albeit not like the way we did, because some of the things I've seen journalists do are more horrific than what we did, not lighter or easier. But more journalists have been waterboarded than detainees. Only the waterboarding was not the first or best option, and it wasn't our go-to thing. Only three detainees were waterboarded out of the hundred or so they had. Now, uh, I got to ask, who are all these FBI? It seems to be FBI guys who go on TV, and they they love to say that EITs, first of all, a lot of them will say it's torture, but also they don't work. This this is the story you hear from people, particularly on the left and a lot of prominent Democrats. It doesn't work. Uh, And and they've had people from the FBI come out and say, all you need to do is build rapport. Uh, What do you say to that? Well, I can understand why they do that. Right? They have their... Uh, you know, they have a vested interest in doing that, particularly the one FBI agent who's been crowing for the last 15 years about how he got all that information when he really didn't. Uh, but I, what I would say to that is, uh, what I would say to that is they're just flat wrong. You know, <laughs> if you get a, uh, if you have credible intelligence of a catastrophic attack, you've got a person who has the information you need to stop the attack, there's a sense of time urgency, that person doesn't want to give it up, and they're skilled, what are you going to do? You know, tea and biscuits isn't going to make it. It just isn't. And and here's the other thing I would say in direct response to your question. With KSM, they tied uh, sympathy and tea and, and uh, respectful talk for two days before he was sent to the black site. And we tried again when he got there to, to question him in a neutral way. And with respect to uh, uh, Abu Zubaydah, the FBI was with him for three months, and the CIA was unhappy with the responses that they got from him. Which, and if you read my book, you'll see that some of the things the FBI did actually shut him down, and in my view, hastened the need to use harsh measures against him. If it had been working, 
they wouldn't they wouldn't have changed it. The CIA doesn't care where they get information. They have no vested interest in in waterboarding or using enhanced interrogations. They would much prefer they volunteer it. And if they I'm had been willing to volunteer it on rapport, it, the the program would have never existed. I'm speaking to Dr. James Mitchell, author of Enhanced Interrogation: Inside the Minds and Motives of the Islamic Terrorists Trying to Destroy America. Uh, Dr. Mitchell. Uh, the information that was gathered from this program, from the program you were involved in that you devised, did it save U.S. lives? Of course it saved U.S. lives, but my opinion is probably less important than the CIA's opinion. What the CIA said is that information obtained from the detainees after being exposed to enhanced interrogation techniques helped capture terrorists who were still on the run, helped fill in blanks about what they knew about the terrorist organizations that were attacking us, stopped additional catastrophic attacks and saved lives, both in America and in other countries like England. Well, there you have it on the record. And also, there was the, uh, what was, Hard Measures. Uh, have, you, have you seen that memoir? He, he was very, uh, very, def, you know, def, willing to defend the Enhanced Interrogation Program, the director of the Counterterrorism Center, uh, former director of the Counterterrorism Center. So there are, there are others out there. But now, now you get this storyline, Dr. Mitchell, that uh, that this is all lies to justify what happened. And uh, the, the people have been playing some pretty, some pretty dirty games with this, including, uh, as I understand it, you believe that Senate Democrat staffers leaked your name to the media. Well, that's exactly what happened. If, uh, in the book, I start out with that happening. You know, I'm minding my own business, and I get a phone call immediately after the uh, Feinstein report's been released by two journalists on separate calls telling me that on deep background, the Democrat staffers on that committee told them my name. And there'll be, and that's, it's amazing to see when, and and I'm, I've been familiar with this myself, when the agency goes into freak out over that and when they go, well, you know, I guess the public has a right to know. Oh, the public has a right to know who was involved in uh, among the most sensitive agency programs of the last 30 years. That's interesting. Yeah, I concur with what you have to say. I think I, here's what my, here's what I would uh, urge your listeners to think about. The political correctness that we're experiencing now, this obsessive political correctness, men like Khalid Sheikh Mohammed would say is a weapon that Allah has provided in our culture, a flaw that makes us weak and allows them to operate in our midst unchallenged. And he actually at one point crowed about this to me. He said, the people will turn against you, your government will turn against you, the media will turn against you. Uh, and." Essentially, that's what happened. If Donald Trump, I was actually asked this when I, I was on CNN a week ago, and they were talking to me about the new CIA director, and they said one of their big fears is that Donald Trump has said that he would reinstate waterboarding, and therefore uh, Pompeo as director of CIA or you know wh- whomever within the IC, I assume it would be on the agency side, but who knows, might bring it back, uh, assuming that there was... Uh, It was considered to be necessary to try to break up a plot. My response was, well, I just don't think that'll happen, not not as a a, uh, judgment on the morality or even the efficacy of the program, but just because people realize that, well, if you're the one who does it, as you know better than anyone, uh, Dr. Mitchell, you may be the one left uh, hanging out to dry. That's true. Let me tell you what I would say to those people. 
Those people, because there are people in our government who say harsh interrogation techniques, skip waterboarding, because I never thought it was the first or best thing that we should do, right? But there are people in our government who say uh, harsh interrogation techniques, coercive force of any sort, should always be illegal. But if there's another catastrophic threat uh, of, uh, say, a nuclear device in, in a city, then we would expect our interrogators to do what it took and then stand up and, and, uh, and go on trial. And if they maybe save some lives, we could take that into account when we sentence them. My take on that is what they want to do is they want to live under the protection of the men and women who are willing to sacrifice themselves to save their lives, but they don't want to provide those men and women the protection of acting under the rule of law. So I, I concur with what you're going to say. In my book, I say, good luck with that, because if you, all you have to do is take a look at the way that Dr. Jessen and I have been persecuted for the last, well, over a decade, to get a sense of how difficult it is to do the right thing and then have your government turn against you. Uh, Dr. Mitchell, I, I could talk to you about this all day, but I, I know we've got, we've got to let you go. Dr. Mitchell is the author of Enhanced Interrogation, Inside the Minds and Motives of the, of the Islamic Terrorists Trying to Destroy America. Dr. Mitchell, really appreciate your time and your service, sir. Thank you very much for calling in. Thank you, in. sir. a secure space. Cell phones may be turned on. Disavow all knowledge of this meeting. Remember to protect sources and methods. Maintain good OPSEC at all times. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.